Welcome to the Living Undeterred podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnston, and I am super excited about today's show. Uh, for those of you that follow our story, I came up with this Living Undeterred mindset um, shortly after our oldest son passed away from a heroin overdose on October 4, 2016. And that day uh, became an important day for our family as we made decisions to make the choice of going down two different roads. Um, obviously, when you have a life event, you either end up making that the reason why your life unwinds or you make it a reason why your life turns out to be inspirational to yourself and to others. And so I have a, a show that I'm actually nervous about. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't. People that know me know that I never use the word nervous because it's a negative word. I always use anxious or hyper or excited, but I am actually nervous. My hand's shaking a little bit. Um, <laughs> this is Roman, and um, for those of you that know us, uh, Roman has been on, uh, I don't know, you haven't been on, oh yeah, you've been on one podcast already. First one. Yeah, the very first episode of The Living Undeterred. By the way, you can go to www.livingundeterred.com, and all my blogs that post on Wednesday, uh, this one this week was called The Fear of Living, and my podcast that post on Friday, uh, which would be posted today, was with Nancy Barrows. And um, if you go back to the very first podcast, uh, it was Roman, yeah. his, his brother Ian, and myself for one hour talking about what happened to us, talking about the death of a son, the death of a brother, addiction, substance abuse, all these things. Life. Life in general. Did we solve anything? No. No, we Nothing didn't. Nothing to solve. <laughs> we didn't. Um, so, <laughs> today I'm going to talk about something that Roman and I, and I'll be honest with you, Roman brought this to my attention, obviously, and um, he was adamant about designing a show on this topic, and we went back and forth and we thought, you know, I think the objective of today's show, Roman, mm -hmm. And I'm not going to talk to the camera. I want to talk to you. Um, the objective to today's show is to talk about the conflict that, or the um, the issue that parents and kids have, kind of the disconnect uh, in the in the relationship and having tough conversations. Mm. Um, whether it's mom and dad talking about a divorce or talking about some other thing that happened in their marriage or something difficult mm. or the children going through you know, uh, sexual questions, drug abuse questions, um, you know, grades questions. I'm glad you said that because it's, it's both sides. Mm -hmm. It's the parents coming to the kids and the kids having to come to the parents. So it's whatever they believe in, whether that's the kids or the parents, they have to respect that their family. Being so, open-minded. Yeah, being open-minded to whatever the other person believes in. Right. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to be living in that same house together. So... Yeah, they're going to be a part of your life forever. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember, um, well, I have a lot of stories I can talk about, but some that involve the ultimate worst, the worst possible outcome in all these situations is obviously death. Mm -hmm. And we dealt with that with Seth. I mean, the worst possible outcome of his drug addiction and his alcohol abuse was dying, and, and that happened to us. Um, but the suicide rates in our country are through the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a statistic, you and I talk about this, we talk a lot. Roman and I have a lot of good conversations. But 150,000 people a year, or last year, died of suicide, overdose, and alcohol abuse, alcohol addiction. Um, and these numbers have to change. And I think what today's show is, and I called it an act of love for a reason, because that's what this show is about. It's about love. It's about my love towards you. Sorry. Um, it's about my love towards Seth. It's about my love towards everybody in my life. And I'm honored that you chose me to, to talk about this topic. So, drum roll. You're, you're, honored, you're <laughs> honored to be with me. And I'm just a kid in Iowa. I know, but you're a rock star, dude. I mean, I, I learned from you and your brother so much. Uh, I, 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 I think you guys, I learn more from you guys than, than you guys do from me. And... Without further ado, let's get right to it. What do we want to talk about today, Roman? What's kind of what's kind of on your mind? You've got a little thing on your mind. Hey, Dad, I got something I want to talk to you about. Fire away. I can handle it. 
Talking to you? Or yeah, to, you? to me. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> we need to have Doom music or something <laughs> playing. All right, lay it on me. I'm, I'm in the middle of a football game. I'm busy. Uh, you got something going on. Okay, big deal. I'm going to hit pause. Okay, Roman, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to tell you that um, I've been having a lot of thoughts, and I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're happy. That's good for you. I'm happy. I'm very happy that you're happy. Is that what you mean? No, I mean like homosexual gay, not happy gay. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Uh, let me get a drink. Um, uh, I don't drink alcohol, but uh, I may start. But um, okay, so there you go. That's how it went. That's how our conversation went. Um, give me a hug, brother. I love you. Um, I am honored and lucky to have a son that had the courage uh, to make me the first person that he told. And your older brother, Seth, is so freaking proud of you, man. He is. He's so proud of you. Um, gay. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a heterosexual male. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I need a lot of learning to do. Um, when you told me that you were gay, and for people watching this, our immediate circle of friends, when this gets on social media, some probably are going to say, well, I always knew, Jeff, but I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> like it was a disease or something. Um, you're not a werewolf, Roman. I'm, I'm not worried about you. Yeah. So, um, But it's like I have friends that are probably going to reach out to me saying, well, Jeff, I didn't want to say anything. It's like, okay, that's stigma number one. We need to start breaking down these ridiculous stigmas imposed by society, imposed by religion, imposed by politics. Ridiculous stigmas. Um, this is my son. He's a human being. He's not a voter, or he's not a vote. Um, he's not a, a, a divine um, uh, intervention here. Uh, he's brought to me for one simple reason, and that's to make me a better person. And I am an advocate or a big fan of, Van, of Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, which mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about. Yeah. And he talked about the purpose of life. What's your meaning in life? And my meaning in life is to learn from those people in my life and to give you help in finding your meaning. Mm -hmm. That That's my meaning. And as a dad, when you came to me and said, Dad, I'm gay, what's the first thing I said to you? I mean, everybody listening is probably wondering, okay, Jeff, what's the first thing you said? What did I first, what's the first thing I said? I love you. What's the second thing I said? I don't remember. I you, think, you think I can remember eight months ago? I do. I, you know what I said? I what? said, Roman, it's okay. Don't don't label yourself right mm -hmm. now. It's something you may outgrow. Yeah. I mean, how ignorant. <laughs> I got to thinking how, how terrible of a thing for me to say as a dad. Like you have poison ivy. It's like, you know, Roman, just uh, wipe this off. Mm -hmm. your, your gayness will go away. Yeah. You'll, you'll get back to normal. Bullshit. I'll play the bullshit card. Um, that is your normal, dude, and I'm I'm freaking proud of you, man. And um, we're gonna navigate through this show. I have a guest hanging out here that I, I just met today, and um, I'll talk a little bit about how he ended up here. But I want to talk to him and kind of get a, a another perspective. Um, I'm adding the value, uh, the view from the dad. You're adding it from the child. Yeah. But before I bring um, bring Butch on. Um, how long did you struggle with this, Roman? I have I have to ask you that question. I don't know if struggle's the right word. There you go. Another stigma. Let me write this down. God, I'm terrible. It was I'm breaking all my rules. About any of my times right. Late, no, you don't have late, to give me. late 2019. Okay. So, so a few years ago. Yeah. Late 2019. Um and I came out to you eight months ago. Yeah, so around August, September-ish. Did you feel um, like you had to? Like, did you feel like you no, I, felt obligated to have to tell me? I didn't. I didn't feel obligated to tell anyone, but I felt like it. It's a good thing to know. So, mm -hmm. if let's say someone says, um, "Oh, do you have a girlfriend?" And they I do. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't have to correct them every single time. And if they mess it up, they mess it up. I couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. But it's. It's just a thing to let people know. And if, if it's a big deal to them, then that's their problem, not mine. So, because I'm not going to change. That's just who I am. So. 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> I want to cry and hug you. I'm so damn proud of you. Um, how's this? How's your friends been taking? I mean, again, you're, it's not like you have terminal cancer. I, I, I just I can't rephrase it. I can't discuss this without sounding like I'm I'm a typical stereotypical yeah. dad. But it's like, how'd your circle of friends take this news? You know? Every my, I'm in a lot of friend groups, but my closest friend group with like four or five friends. They were all just, yeah, okay, and continued like normal. Hmm. And they they make gay jokes here and then, and I'd laugh at them. And it's it's not a big deal because I don't make it a big deal. And I find them funny. It's like making any kind of joke towards each other because we know we're friends and we're going to take it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a few people at my school who are strictly, um, I don't want to say homophobic, because... You could say homophobic. Well, no, homophobic is a stupid word, because homo means gay, homosexual, and phobic means afraid of. So, and no one sees a gay person and goes, oh, oh, at a gay person. No one's scared of gay people. It's just they don't accept it. Right. And so I think they're... I don't know, because I haven't looked at it, but there's probably a different word for that, not homophobic. Hmm. Um, I there have been a few kids in my school who don't accept it and but are like ignorant. How's that? I guess that works. Um, who are just like, sort of like what you said the first time I came out to you, um, but almost constantly. So it's like, no, you're not. You're you'll grow out of it. Um, and that's on me. Like that's not who you. That's are. on me though. How? No, I mean that's on me. It's, it's oh something. yeah, that. No, I remember the conversation, and and, and um, I've had some conversations with some adults, and I had one um, one one gentleman tell me, uh, he basically he said, you know, when my son came out as gay, I just looked at him and I loved him, and I just had this overwhelming sense of love, and I had the same thing when you came out, um, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't have. I didn't have suspicions. You kept planting the seed. Hey, Dad, I want to talk to you about something. Hey, Dad, I want to talk to you about. Something. I'm like. Mm. You know, where do you want to go on spring break? You know, I that I thought it was something stupid like that, and I could tell by your persistency. And um, this other dad I was talking to, that the, their son did the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. and he finally just said, you know, it's an act of love, and that's why I wanted to title this podcast today is an act of love. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. And you know, I, I wrote some things down here that that to me are pretty startling. Um, Suicide is the third leading cause of death among adolescents, and gay gay teens are four times more likely than straight to commit suicide. So, I bring this up because I, in my circle of people I know, and it gets larger because of this living undeterred uh, following that I'm getting now. Um, someone reached out to me and said, "Hey Jeff, I want to tell you a story. Uh, my 24 year old son, married with a daughter, um, committed suicide last week. Hung himself in a closet, and." I thinking to myself, well, you know, I guess why are you telling me this? I'm thinking, you know, because my son died of an overdose. He didn't kill himself, but mm-hmm. he, he still died. And he said, well, I wanted to let you know that um, the fact he was gay and kept this a secret his whole life. Mm-hmm. That he, we're, we're, they were Catholics. The mom and dad were Catholics, and now they've actually they've left the the, the Catholic uh, uh, belief structure, and now they're I think they're agnostic, but. They're not blaming this on God. They're just they just decided that you know if they wouldn't have had that barrier built up, that that religious uh, ceiling, mm-hmm. that their child may have been able to talk to them. And since their God didn't allow that, then their child ended up denying the fact they were gay. Got married basically for their parents and yeah. then killed himself in his early twenties. That has to stop. Mm-hmm. That has to stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's absolutely as advanced we are as humans. I don't care what God you believe in. If there so, really so is a God, if there religious. really is a God, I can't imagine that God not caring about all of us. Mm. I just can't imagine that. And if that is a God that doesn't like gay people, then that's no God for me. Mm. That's a devil. Mm. And I'll go to my grave on that. And I'm not religious for many reasons, but that's one. Um, and um, why I brought that up, I don't know. I just thought that's important that there are these 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 barriers that kids can't get to. And it could be religious, it could be politics. politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um political. Well, um yeah. some of my best friends are religious. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not I don't think it's a specific religion that 
I don't want to say deals with this, but um, goes against it. Um, it's more of religion with certain people's belief structures. Because mm-hmm. um, most people, when they think of Catholic with LGBTQ, they think that they're completely against it. They hate them. Um, but again, some of my really good friends are Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think it's not solely a religious thing, not solely a political thing, but it also goes with um, whatever they are and then the mindset of what they go behind with things. Mm-hmm. Um, like your mindset of living undeterred and willing to change your mind about any topic. I love that. Being able to change your mind on anything, whether that's something like your foundation, yeah. being able to change your foundation, that's a... I'm trying to think of the right word. That's a... I don't know what you're trying to say. It made me think of it's something. A, it's, a, it's something that people should have. I, I and Again, I don't want to get off on... on on religion, you know my position on a lot of these things. It, you know, it, as good as many good things it does, there's also a lot of really intolerant things that, that come out of it as well. Mm-hmm. And one is understanding people's right to, um, you know, your heart doesn't have a gender. I always say your heart, you can't control, the, you know, your heart. It's just it's your heart, dude. You got a heart. I have a heart. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a, a conversation. I was actually it was a podcast I was listening to and. I heard this uh, one person say um, he was a, he was again a Catholic, and um, uh, someone said, "Well, what would you say if your son was gay?" And his response was, um, "Love the sinner, hate the sin." And you know, I think that was it. And I got to thinking, mm-hmm. my son's not a sinner. <laughs> Are you freaking crazy? I mean, it, you can call homosexuality whatever that is your feelings towards another human being as a sin, but by no means is my son a sinner. Well, what is he a center of? Your God, your rules, your regulations? So take that stuff and put it where you want, I guess. Um, so uh, are you having any people that I said were going to be doing this, they're like, oh, Roman's going to, you know, he's going to be, he, are you worried about your son? Is he, you know, all that? And I'm like, you know, I, 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 I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I can only speak for you and Ian. I can't speak for other dads and other moms and other kids. But... Mm. Are you concerned that you know that you took this moment and this platform to come out with these things? I feel like nowadays you go back before like the eighties. Um, I think it'd be a different story. Even nineties, I think it'd be a different story. Um, but with how many people are comfortable with coming out now, the minority isn't gay teens or people who are not even gay teens, but just people who are in the LGBT community, they're not really seen as a minority anymore. They're just part of people, right? part of society. The minority is the people who are against those. So if I were to get bullied at school by some kids in a class, everyone in the school, including the staff members, would be on my side. Yeah. And, and even, even if it was for something else that wasn't involved with that, I wouldn't have started anything. So even on that that note, they would have to be on my side. Yeah, I, I think I think your generation is much more um, open and acceptable to these things. And whereas mine, and then I have our, our guest coming in, is a few years older than me. And I think he's going to add some perspective on maybe how this would have played out had you and I done this exact same thing, you know, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll bring Butch in here in a second. But... Uh, I'd like to kind of get his input on that as well because yeah. he does have some background in this area, obviously. And he, I re- looked through his bio, and I think he's going to add um, a nice, uh, a nice value add to this conversation. But um, so, do you do you think that um, you have any you owe anybody? By the way, he's asked me all of these questions personally off camera. A hundred thousand times. So I mean, do you feel obligated that you have? I mean, I don't go around and tell people, "Hey, I'm Jeff. I'm heterosexual." I mean, no. I I mean, <laughs> I feel like the best way to bring it up in a conversation with anyone, to break the status quo of something like this, would be to have a conversation with someone. Maybe not even the first, second, third, fourth conversation, but they bring up their girlfriend. Right. I can bring up my boyfriend. Right. And just leave it at that. Right. And they might go, "Oh, you're gay." Yeah. And I'm, yeah, 
And if they say anything bad, then just leave the conversation. Like you always say, it's on them. Yeah, it's yeah. on them. If, if they want to get upset about me being who I am, that's their fault. That's their issue, not mine. Yeah. It's... Do they want me to just not be gay? And if, if the answer to that is yes, then sucks for that. <laughs> well, then you'll end up hanging from a closet someday like that one dad had to go through because yeah. his son could not tell his parents he was gay. And to me, the worst possible outcome is suicide. Mm -hmm. And what's worse than that? Would you, so, rather, would you rather have a gay son or a dead son? Yeah, I know. I, I think about that, obviously, because, you know, we, we I have, um, yes, I know what you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, but uh, so, okay, let's do, let's do this. Let's bring in Butch and... Um, I could take a deep breath, collect my thoughts, um, and then we'll kind of see what he thinks. But so uh, I'm going to give a quick introduction here, and Bush and I go back a long ways, um, <laughs> uh, about hours. 30 minutes, <laughs> uh, a couple hours. Uh, but I, what I did is I, I was running into some issues trying to find, and I talked to Butch about this. I, I made a request on, on uh, social media this morning about six hours ago. And I kind of threw it out there that I was having this conversation, Butch. And I'm actually quite surprised. I know it's Friday and it's in the afternoon, but six hours went by. And I, only had, I only had two or three people respond. And I got to thinking, you know, if I would have posted something that I had for dinner or something, I would have had a thousand people like it. So it's like all of a sudden I mentioned gay or homosexuality and everyone kind of scurried off like they didn't want to talk about it. Well, again, I'm breaking down walls. I'm breaking down stigmas. And with that... Butch Hopkins is here, and I have your bio, Butch, but I'm going to just basically let you introduce you. introduce you and maybe tell why I selected you to be here and um, maybe ask us a few questions. Certainly. Jeff, uh, Roman, it's very good to meet you guys. Uh, really, thank you for allowing me to, um, I guess, observe and engage. Uh, Roman, you're a very fortunate young man. Um, I'll thank start you. with that. Uh, my introduction, I, it's, it's funny, you know, I gave your dad an, a bio that I typically use for uh, a career, um, and it really is so irrelevant uh, that I wrote another bio here real quickly. I think it's going to be more relevant for all three of us in the conversation. First of all, I am a gay man. I have three beautiful children, uh, my oldest of whom I lost a few years ago. Um, I have an incredibly loving husband. And uh, on top of all that, uh, lest we not just pick on the Catholic Church, I would add <laughs> I'm a former deacon of the Presbyterian Church, um, and I've known some really harsh judgment um, and prejudices from that organization. Um, and I know firsthand uh, how that feels, but I will say that um, despite all that harsh judgment, I do live now a life of authenticity and Roman, I'm very, very impressed that at your age, you've learned how to embrace that authenticity already. It's very Thank evident you. that you two love each other. And I can't say enough for how much that love your father has for you must have given you uh, the strength and courage that's necessary to live that life of authenticity. So congratulations. Uh, so far, so good, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You guys mentioned it's, it's, a couple of times, I, I wanted to point out family. Um, yeah. I, I really do see that family is very, very important to uh, anybody you talk to. You're going to ask. Most people are going to say how important family is. It's unfortunate mm -hmm. that a lot of men, especially in my generation, um, mm -hmm. don't have family. Their families mm -hmm. did, in fact, abandon them. Uh, you mentioned a very, uh, a very uh, I guess it's a black and white line in there somewhere. Uh, Roman, where in the 90s it became okay to be gay and it, it was easier for children to come out. And I observed mm -hmm. as an adult that there were younger and younger and younger men uh, who were admitting uh, that they were gay and, and becoming their authentic selves. Um, and I think that's an awesome, awesome thing. I didn't have those opportunities, but give me another generation and I sure would have. I'd have been right out there with you uh, from the, from the get-go. Um, it's yeah. unfortunate, though. A lot of men in my generation will talk about family, and it's not their uh, it's not their family of origin that they discuss. Uh, they discuss mm -hmm. their chosen families, and I think mm -hmm. you'll have chosen family also, Roman, as you get older. 
but I also see that you're going to be fortunate enough to have your family of origin around you to give you that love as well. That's really heartwarming. Yeah. So, so Butch, when you, you know, may I ask, um, at what age do you, do you think you realized that you were gay? <laughs> okay. So Roman, listen closely. This is how you answer this question. Okay. I'm going to turn it <laughs> on. Jeff. Oh no. Jeff, at, what age, at what age did you realize that you were heterosexual? Jeff. So is this stigma number four I just broke, Butch? <laughs> You're forgiven. I have You're so forgiven. much learning. I have so much learning to do. It's it's I think I think perhaps maybe was... the question to rephrase it is uh, at what age did you uh, understand uh, yeah, that your authentic a... self needed to, to, to come forward that uh, and Bush, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be I wasn't trying to be purposely ignorant there I was just ignorant yeah. there <laughs> it's a great yeah, I'm, I'm learning awesome. I'm learning man I'm, I'm I just when a minute he told me I said I'm gonna embrace this as an opportunity for me to learn yeah you know so uh, Roman answer the question for him he asked me but I'm gonna ask you when did you realize you were gay well it's 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 a good yeah, way you that you know, put it you? that way. It's it's yeah. You don't know, yeah. Before before I actually thought about it, I never had an attraction towards a girl, mm -hmm. so I was just confused, and so I never said anything on it, and I didn't. And I found that a lot of kids in my generation don't realize that being gay is an option, and I didn't know that until because, like. The stigma of, or not stigma, but the um, boys are supposed to do this, girls are supposed to do this. Um, girls are supposed to like boys, boys are supposed to like girls. And every show that I ever watched, it would always be a girl liking a guy or a guy liking a girl. Mm -hmm. So when I got to around 16, I saw that it was an option and that, oh, I'm attracted to guys, not girls. So that kind of makes sense of why I was never attracted to anyone before. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's just so many, um, aspects of this that we could all learn from. I mean, you just take like interracial marriages and things like that, that, uh, years ago, you know, a, 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 a black and a white person being married, walking down the street, you know, they would, they would get, and then I'm sure they still do today, but it's like, that happens now around here. It's just not that, it's just, it's not that big a deal. I've seen two men hold hands. Yeah. Um, isn't that big a deal to me at least I mean I, I'm not in a bubble where that stuff bothers me mm -hmm. um, I'm sure obviously there's many parts of the country in the world where you know you, you get stoned to death if yeah. two men held hands um, which is unfortunate but hopefully these conversations we can start changing that narrative um, one of the hardest things I've seen is people that have convictions that are unmovable you know, maybe it could be a, a deity that they worship that they just like, he says that I can't believe in this, then thus I can't believe in that. Until you have a gay son. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's great until it wasn't supposed to happen to my son. Um, so uh, for me, I'm, I'm fortunate, or maybe Roman's fortunate, that I don't worship somebody that tells me how to believe things or how to think things. And... Um, not that not not that every religion, you know, um, is against homosexuality, but it seems to me, and I'll tell you what, Butch, maybe you know this better than me. They seem to be coming around. Uh, there seems to be more acceptance in religion mainstream. Would you agree with that? Yes, in general, I'd have to agree. There are still a lot of barriers that uh, need to be broken through, uh, but in general, I, I don't think that the average young gay man especially is going to have nearly the stigma forced on him by a church uh, that he might have in the past. You, you mentioned the suicide rates too. I find it yeah. really alarming and uh, most disappointing that a lot of the motivation behind that judgment that people feel does unfortunately come from their religion. Um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I couldn't find the statistic I was looking for, but uh, there is evidence to show that religion often plays a role in someone's evaluation of themselves and ultimately whether or not they think that they are worth living or dying. Um, and I, I, I think that uh, if you look at what Roman is experiencing, uh, that's just not applicable. And I think that's wonderful. Right. I do think it's, well, it's the wonderful. Unfortunate, the, the unfortunate thing, Butch, to me is 
that it puts the parent in the unenviable position to have to pick their God or their child. Yeah, yeah. And that's and not that, fair. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that happens. Um, and certainly I can come up with anecdotal evidence that, that that's happening. But I also see, for the most part, any parent who loves their child uh, knows which choice to make. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to choose. That was the good news for me. But um, And so, yeah, again... I keep using the word learning, and, and that's what this is. I'm 54. The last four years of my life, I've had more happen than I did the previous 50. But those last, those last four years have framed me and got me in a position where I'm at more peace in my life than I've ever been. And, yeah. you know, I met a gentleman, one of my early podcast guests, that, um, you know, people look at me and they think, wow, you know, and I, I understand it took a long time for me to kind of to absorb Seth's death into my story. I'm not going to say get over it because I don't want to get over his death, mm -hmm. but to absorb it into my story. But I met a gentleman by the name of Steve Grant, and mm -hmm. Steve is he's amazing. Um, he lost his only two boys, Butch, to heroin overdoses uh, about 20 years ago, about five years apart, Chris and Kelly. So here's a dad. He loses one son to heroin. Five years later, his next son dies. His only two children. And he lost a marriage over it as well. And now he's raised over a million dollars for the Chris and Kelly Hope Foundation to give money to help adolescents and kids to deal with these addiction and substance abuse problems. And that, to me, is a God. That's a God to me. Uh, a living God. And, and I don't even like to use that word, but that's somebody I look up to that... People look at me as being inspirational. No, someone like Steve Grant is inspirational to me. He certainly found his motivation, didn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I must say, um, you know, I think you can <clears throat> you can relate to this, Jeff, and perhaps one day you will too, Roman. Um, I thought I knew what love was until I held my first child in my arms. Mm -hmm. And then... And only then did it hit me what love really is. Um, and having a child, um, I don't take away anything from people who don't have children. Uh, perhaps their experience of love is different from mine. But I can speak for myself. And for myself, having held each of those children in my arms, I never dreamed what love really was. I thought I knew what it was. Uh, but to mm -hmm. hold that... Uh, living, breathing being in your arms uh, really hits home. Um, and then, Jeff, you can certainly relate to this, and I hope, Roman, you never have to. Losing that same being um, is life-defining. It truly is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Roman, I speak again for your dad, uh, something you already know. Uh, he's a hell of a man, uh, and, and he's willing to accept who you are and what you represent to him is being a son. That's very, very important. I can't stress it enough that being a good son means being an authentic son also. Um, I, my uh, heart is full of joy for both of you. Well, I, those are kind words, Butch. And I, again, I'm so sorry to hear about your son who passed away. Um, what was his name? Joseph. Joey. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking about you, bud. Um, Thank you. It definitely hits you in the face like a bucket of ice water, doesn't it? It does. Um, but as the, the gospel tells us, and I'm not one to quote gospel, we're here for the living. Um, yeah. We learn yeah. and, and we continue to live. Um, so, it went, you know, at the, the risk of sounding redundant, uh, Roman, you got a great dad. And uh, Pops, you got a great son there, too. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I guess, what advice would you give, Butch, to um, you know, men and boys and girls that are that are considering that this may be a road that, that their heart will take them? Um, what do you recommend to? I guess two-part question. What do you recommend to the kids out there that are eventually going to be the next, you know, Butch and Romans, and then uh, those parents that um, you know haven't had this happen yet? How do how do you yeah. you know? 
you know, tell them to kind of be prepared for life to throw things at you. You got to learn, you got to learn to go with the punches, yeah. you know, and deal with things. I, I tell you what, it took me a while to come around to this. Roman, you may already be at this spot. Um, I really do think that being gay is the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and, and I think huh. that that would be the message okay. I would tell any young man or young woman who perhaps is struggling with whether or not uh, they want to disclose their identity, especially to their family. Um, and uh, it, it would be that it truly is the best thing that will ever happen to you. Mm-hmm. Best thing. Hmm. I, I like that perspective when you said. I'd, I'd probably say the same me. thing. I'd say the same thing to a parent too. Yeah, Jeff, it's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Your son coming out, the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Yeah, I I appreciate that insight. Um, and like I said, I I'm I'm fairly new on this journey, but um, you know I was given the opportunity to learn how to grieve. Uh, with many things and I've so far been able to find something inside of me to um, help me work through these things and not that I have to work through what he's going through but you know as a dad it's like my concern is more how society will treat Roman I, I'm not worried about Roman I shit he's he's fine I, I, I'm I'm worried about what society may impose on him but he's such a He's such a confident young man that I, I I know I know there there'll be there'll be battles, but there's battles when you're heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yep. Yep. we're human, man. There are battles every freaking day. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, or gay or straight. You know, male, female, yep. doesn't matter. There, there's battles. So yep. it's arrogant that's, for that's heterosexual. A... Go ahead. No, you're 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 hitting uh, batting a thousand. Uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Everybody has battles. Um, uh, it, it would be difficult uh, to consider though fighting those battles without really accepting yourself first. Yeah. Uh, you have to be true to yourself and you have to love yourself. Um, I, I'll say it again. I love being gay. I cannot imagine not being gay. It just, uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you... Uh... Did you have, I know I don't want to get too deep in your family life, Butch, but you said you had some issues with some acceptance on there, but did you just finally realize that, hey, you know, you're either with me or you aren't, and uh, and um, I'm going to live my life the way that I have a right to live mine, you have a right to live yours. I mean, is that kind of your approach? Yeah, it's unfortunate that there are going to be some people in your life that uh, you're going to have to let go of. Yeah. Um, I had... Uh, I don't want to take too much of the time away from Roman, but I'll tell you a quick story. It's one of the yeah. best lessons I ever learned in life. I had, um, uh, when I was younger, I saw a psychologist, uh, best shrink I have ever seen in my life. Guy looked like uh, Albert Einstein. He had hair out to here and this um, old fella. And he said, um, you know, if, if you look at the way in the Old Testament, the Jews looked at losing things, uh, they would mourn the loss, for instance, at Musad, they mourn the loss of their children. Um, and in so doing, when their children were taken from them, they had already mourned it. You can't take away something mm-hmm. that you've already lost. So if you have to let go of a family member or a friend, Roman, mourn their loss. They're gone as if they were dead. Mm-hmm. If they come back to you later, then O is the celebration so much sweeter because you've lost them, but they have returned. Um, So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's okay. Mourn the loss of those who don't want you to be who you are, but it's, they're gone. They have Mm -hmm. to be gone because if they're not, they're going to drag you down. That's, that's really good insight. Um, (laughs) we, we talk about a lot with just toxic relationships and sometimes we assume those are outside of the family. Uh, quite often they are the closest people to you can be the most toxic relationships. Um, Absolutely. And sometimes loving somebody is leaving them. And maybe that's a country Western song. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but I mean, I think, I think it is, but sometimes unconditional love is actually having to leave somebody. You're saying, Hey, I love you so much. I, I can't deal with this anymore. And until you've been in those situations, you know, I, I remember when Seth was incarcerated and he was in prison and he had all of his problems. It's like, it would have been easy to, you know, to 
abandon him, but uh, we didn't. We stuck with him, and uh, ultimately, uh, choices caught up with him. And um, so, back to I guess uh, how we can kind of wrap this up. Um, you know, Butch, I do appreciate your your input and insight today. Um, do you mind if if people want to reach out to you at all? How how can they reach out to you on social media? I know right now they can't fly over and see you because of COVID, but. Uh, uh-huh. Well, you can look for me on LinkedIn and LinkedIn.com, but just use my name, Butch Hopkins. As far as I know, I'm the only one on LinkedIn, so that should be a great start. I'm happy to say hello to anybody and uh, certainly do appreciate um, anybody reaching out to me. I met you through uh, a mutual friend, and neither one of neither, you and I have not met yet, <laughs> uh, Anthony right. Eaton. And he was one of the first ones that reached out to me and said, hey, I, I got a guy that I'd like to have you if, if you still have an opening to have him on the show. So I very much appreciate you short notice jumping in. And um, uh, Roman, do you want to say thank you or something to Butch? And he's right here. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say thank you. Um, a lot of things you said really hit close to me. Um, probably more so me than him. Um you're welcome. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> it's nice to. It's nice hearing from anyone that you're not the only person that is going through or has gone through these things. Um, and it's nice to know that people who sometimes you don't even know are there for you. And so, thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, that was awesome. That was great. I. I, um, I I reached out to social media to try to find another, you know, initially I thought of maybe like a professional, you know, and I thought, you know, I just want a human, you know, and I didn't purposely try to go find another gay person or something. I just ended up talking to Butch and what a nice guy. I mean, what a great guy. And everybody has a story that that's probably the beauty of this living undeterred journey I'm on is that I, I, I mentioned the story about John. You remember uh, the gentleman that came here that, Fixed my tire. I don't yeah. know, maybe you know the story. Yeah. You know, tattoos and missed his teeth, and he just looked, he looked like, you know, somebody that you would lock the door or not open it for. Mm-hmm. And that's a stereotype. And um, no different than seeing two men holding hands in public. That's, that's an initial reaction is fear. And after I talked to John for a few minutes, I found out, you know, he's divorced a couple times and a couple kids and was a meth addict and was in prison for six years and he's working three jobs and not missing child support. And, He's just a human being like we all are. And um, stories like that just make me realize that, you know, um, this is more than just Roman Johnston. This is, you know, this is bigger than Jeff Johnston. This is, this is humanity. You know, mm-hmm. It sounds dramatic, but this is, this is important stuff. I it's mean, things everyone can learn, not people, just us. People are anxious, they're stressed, they're depressed. They're committing suicide. They're alcoholics. They're drinking pills. They're, it's just, there's a lot of toxic world out there. And mm-hmm. I thought it was um, important that um, you and I throw this out there. And, I, and I'm very, I'm curious what the feedback will be when I post <laughs> this and say, my son is gay and he's happy, <laughs> something like that. And post it on Facebook. And I'm gonna probably get a lot of crickets for a while, but then I'll get all the support and I highly doubt anyone's going to say anything that mm-hmm. is negative. And if they do, then like, they do. It's, it's like poison like, ivy to me. They'll, it just go. It goes. I I, just, I, like I am so said. far beyond people hurting my feelings. It's like what Butch said, which kind of hit close to me. Which was that again. It's you can't really change yourself. And, and you shouldn't have to. Yeah. You should. You shouldn't even want to, Roman. You're not yes. diseased. I, I know. Mean, I know. I know. It's that's the stigma. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 as guilty as any dad out there you know and if they want to if they want to leave it's like what he was talking about if they want to leave then let them leave mm-hmm. and when they come back it will it'll be great mm-hmm. um but you can't keep those people in your life who will drag you down mm-hmm. um and like what i said at the end of that that was it's very nice to hear just from another person that i'm not the only one who dealt with it and is going through it um what's your do you, do you plan on being an advocate do you plan on being a voice or do you just want to kind of be a 
a, a person that just wants your privacy and I mean I I feel this way at school too um a lot of not my friends well some of my friends acquaintances and peers at school have come out to me um it's funny you say am I going to be an advocate because just being myself is being an advocate me being able to come out comfortably and talk about my boyfriend comfortably mm -hmm. uh, it's very nice for other people at school to hear that especially the people who are going through it and don't know how to because mm -hmm. um, they know that I'm someone that they can trust and pull me aside and tell me what they're going through and I can help them through it mm -hmm. and again it's it's being an advocate for something because that's who I am not because I specifically want to be an advocate for that if that makes sense it does make sense and I just I, I, I think of the objective today was to you and I like you and I and Ian had the very first podcast was just an open conversation that people could be a fly on the wall and we kind of were a little overly dramatic yeah. at the opening scene when I like and the ending yeah like when I like cringed and stuff it's like but the reality was when you told me my first reaction was like most people it's a phase you'll outgrow it yeah. uh, like, like it's you know like uh, like I said po I keep thinking of poison ivy but it's something that's it's not really who you are just give it time mm -hmm. it's you know it's like um, I think at one time I said homosexuality doesn't have a driver's license age it's like you know all of a sudden at 17 you can't be but 18 you can it's like mm -hmm. that, that these again these are these are just bronze age stereotypes that we have to start as a society if we want to increase overall well-being mm -hmm. we want to stop the suicide reduce the suicide rates we want to get kids off of drugs we want to get kids off of Xanax and Adderall and all these things that we keep that we keep prescribing to kids to fight their anxiety well why in the hell do you think they have anxiety they have anxiety because they're human beings and they can't tell people that they have problems or challenges mm -hmm. homosexuality is not a problem that's the, that's it's, the it's thing. a challenge that you have to work through the ridiculous boundary set by society that's the thing look at parents and look at teachers at school where it's they'll they'll say no matter what you say we'll be comfortable with it mm -hmm. you can talk to us but some of those things you can't talk about just because it's so personal mm -hmm. that it's some people just can't talk about it to other people right one of the ends to some people that have anxiety high anxiety that could be you being gay right um or transgender or um, anywhere in any kind of anything <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say you know what I mean well I know I know because you know people watching this you know you and I've had deep talks till two in the morning mm -hmm. um, just on all different type of topics we have just a ridiculously open relationship and I just I saw um, a couple comments I always follow people and I see things people post and Somebody said something like, you know, um, some comment about my son suffers from ADD. And I thought to myself initially, the fact that you would post something like that, that your son is suffering. ADD, I have it full blown. You guys know. And uh, my staff at work, you know, they don't think it's that bad. They over, they exaggerate immensely about my ADD. But, um, but to say that my son suffers from ADD, shame on you, mom. Shame on you. Um, your son doesn't suffer from, he was blessed to be ADD. Mm. You have to make him feel that way. And shame on you to say my, my son's gay and, and he suffers from homosexuality or he suffers from this and that. It's like, nah, suffering is a word that we need to change the narrative on. Suffering's mostly a choice. And unfortunately, people that want to start labeling people, they're, they're choosing that label for somebody. Um, you're Roman Johnston, you're my son. You're not my gay son. Um, Seth's not my dead son mm -hmm. and Ian's not, you know, the other son. <laughs> you guys are all three of my, my boys and I got two here with me. I got one here in my heart and that's how I live my life. And, um, that's how I live my life forever. And, um, when I'm gone and you guys have your families and hopefully you can, you can continue the openness with your families because mostly I have seen and what I've seen in my life experiences is that these things tend to perpetuate themselves. Families that have secrets, the secrets continue. Mm. You know, grandma was an alcoholic, but we didn't want to talk about it. You know, your your uh, your grandpa, he did something really bad, but we don't want to talk about it. Why, why don't you want to talk about it? I, 
what's the what's when are we going to stop this ridiculous narrative that we've created this 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 glass house that we all propose to to live in it's like you know we all have problems you know you're you have challenged yourself by by confronting this and admitting something that you believe and feel like you are mm -hmm. that's just the beginning dude you got you got other challenges coming behind you that you don't even know about that don't involve sexuality yeah um you know they involve death they involve uh other things but um well, anyway, uh, do you have any say last words you want to say, Roman? Like you're going to the execution chamber, but do you have any other things you want to say? I had something. Oh, I have one thing I want to cover here real quickly. Um, and uh, ADHD kicked in. Oh, it is. Where's my phone, Molly? <laughs> okay, I had someone was going to text me something. Um, I wanted to know if you had any suggestions you would give to your friends or anybody that. Um, that you would say, hey, you know what? You don't have to go shove it in your face to your parents, but uh, if you really want to have these talks with the people that supposedly claim they love you the most, more than anyone on the planet, how, how do you recommend someone go talk to their parents about this? I think for someone who isn't comfortable talking to their parents, I'm, I'm very comfortable talking to him because I've had these kind of talks before I came out to him, so I knew if I came out to him, he wouldn't kick me out of the house um, or just flat out not accept me. Um, if you believe coming out, to, coming out to a parent or friend that won't accept you, ask them before anything else, do you love me? Because it sets them back on themselves to say, no matter what you say next, to accept you for it. Um... So you can say, do you love me? And your parents should say yes. Um, if they don't, then that's a problem in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if they say yes, you can say anything after that and feel comfortable with it because now you can tell them whatever you said after that, obviously you don't love me because of this. You don't accept me for being who I am. How sad is that? Yeah, I mean, it's, how it's how how absolutely unfortunate that a parent would even have to even consider that they have to make a choice over something other than their child. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know. It, it's something we need to fix in society for sure. And um, hopefully that uh, this conversation you and I are having, and I would assume the input we'll get after this post on social media. You know, I. I want to be very careful not to make this like a big announcement or anything because you and I've already had, we, are, we already know mm. and people in our immediate close circle already know as well. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be people watching this that know you very well that didn't know this that will be coming to you and, and uh, I, I anticipate 99% of all the feedback very positive. I just do. And um, no, in all, in all seriousness, uh, I, I'm honored to... For you have given me the opportunity to be a better man, to be a better dad. I'm honored to be, um, for Seth to give me an opportunity to be a better better dad, a better man, and for Ian as well. Um, and for anybody in my life, I'm honored to be learning from everybody. Even Butch. I didn't I didn't know Butch, and now I do. Now I have a friend that, that um, you a friend you can call and talk to if you have issues as well. He seemed like a pretty well-grounded guy. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple things I wanted to read. Uh, one is from um, my mom and dad, Dave and Jerry, and they are the greatest, I know, I'm sorry, um, the greatest influence in my life have been my parents, and I learned so much from them, and I learned to be open-minded, that's what I learned, not to be closed-minded, mm -hmm. and um, my dad being a doctor, he's got a lot of experience with living and dying and loving and learning and all these things and so I, I lean on my dad he's 87 and I talk to him continuously all day long and he they've got their own challenges at their age and you know they're they're looking at um, an opportunity for them to embrace their position in their life and stuff so anyway I love my parents immensely and I don't tell them that enough um, I'm gonna cry <laughs> um, but my dad said uh, Roman Thank you for being you. We are so proud of the young man you have become. 
Keep Chasing Your Dreams, Grandpa and Grandma. And that was from them. I could have got 100, but I only got three. So uh, I reached out to some people, unfortunately late, and I didn't have a chance to get a hold of them. Six hours. Yeah, so. but you know everybody. <laughs> and this, I got this from your brother, Ian. Um, Ro, I am so proud of you. To speak up on this topic shows your courage and confidence. I'm happy for you. You still are a better putter than me. <laughs> I made that last part up. No, so your your family and I know, <laughs> I know your brother Seth is is uh, would have been very proud of you too. Um, he would have been very proud of you that you, that you're willing to talk about these things and if people don't understand, that's okay. Yeah. If people judge you, f them. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what people, I want to say. If people judge, people you, don't have to understand you, but they, but they should respect you. And if they don't, then I have no time for people like that yeah. in my life. If they don't accept it, then again, the, like I love saying this, it's it's their fault or it's their problem for not accepting it. And I just got this text from a good friend of mine, John Statmuller, who's been a very become a good friend of mine. He's actually in the book uh, okay. and, a, and a friend lately. I mean, I yet I've only known John for a short while, but. I asked him for, I think I said a sentence or two, and he said, <laughs> I'm going to read this. I've not read it yet. This is this is raw and edited, but we're reaching the uh, the, the uh, time frame to end this just about. So, um, Roman, I've never met you. I've seen pictures of you and your brothers. I've read about you in your dad's book. I heard you speak and sing on your dad's podcast. I've heard stories about you directly from your dad. I consider your father a dear friend. He's also one of possibly the most influential and inspirational role models in my life. That all said, he's going to need to make some room at the top of my role model ladder because, dude, despite never having met you, you may have just taken his place. That's awesome. I'm honored to know that your dad will be reading this to you for the first time, and I feel blessed anticipating the inspiration I'll be drawing from you in the years to come. Continue being bold, continue being strong, continue living undeterred, trust the process, good people finish first. And that's from John Statmuller. So, you know, here we are, bud. Um, thank you for everybody for being open-minded and for those that are offended uh, for what we talked about today. I, I respect and um, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I'll be I honest I with hope you. that you can learn. Well, if not, um, if not, uh, when you have people come to you, trusting you with important things, hopefully you can be open-minded as well. If not, mm -hmm. then um, whatever. Um, but uh, I have a feeling Roman people are going to want to reach out to you. Yeah. And I don't want you to give your cell phone number out, but do you mind giving an email contact if people want to reach out to you? Um, yeah. yeah. You don't know your email? Uh, well, I don't want to use my school email. Oh, so. good idea. Or do you want to give maybe social media out platform information? And I'll have it posted too as well. Yeah. But, you know, if there's going to be somebody watching this that's maybe not going to want to go to mom and dad right now, maybe they want to go to you first, mm -hmm. you know. Well, with that, um, I love you. And um, love you too. this is just the beginning. And uh, I'm proud of you. And I have a, a suspicion that you're going to be asked to to speak about this uh, yeah. many times in your life and uh, mm -hmm. knowing you as long as I have as my son, I know you'll be undeterred um, and you'll have your tough times. I've Just two nights ago I sat on this floor crying, uh, trying to write something and I thought about Seth and just right here I, I lost it and I reached out to Steve actually, Steve Grant. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have moments where things are going to hit you and you know. I know you got one person that you never can be afraid of coming and talk to, and that's me, and uh, definitely, definitely your brother and your mom as well. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked a lot about about mom, but she's definitely uh, a huge fan of what you're going through as well. So mm -hmm. um, give a shout out to her. Um, uh, but anyway, so with that, uh, I'm going to wrap the show up today. Uh, I want to thank Butch Hopkins for spontaneously becoming a featured guest today. Uh, nothing was rehearsed today. I didn't really want to rehearse, and um, I wanted to speak from the heart. So anybody out there that is uh, on either end of this, and I'm not, not even homosexuality issues. I'm talking about just teen angst, teen problems, um, teen issues. Anxiety, depression. Yeah, the worst possible outcome is suicide. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think having these conversations may be uncomfortable, may be difficult, 
but they're needed and they are uh, definitely, definitely needed in, in today's time with, um, with COVID and people being cooped up. So yeah. anything you want to say to end this? I think I've said more than enough. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, uh, thank you and everything. I want to remind people that my website is www.livingundeterred.com. I want you to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, if you can, rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I don't know that naturally. I'm reading <laughs> off a cheat sheet here in the corner of my computer. Uh, I'm not the best at that part of this job. What I like doing is what we just did. So have a great evening or afternoon or morning, whatever it is when you're watching this. Have a good end. day. Have a good day. There you go. Have a good um, life. Love undeterred. Live undeterred. And how about love undeterred? Uh, that's a good way to end this. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, bud. Love you. Love you too.